Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haprasit would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much, Lord, for your love and your mercy. We thank you for your wonderful presence today. We thank you for the parable of the Samaritan that touched our heart, really see the love of God. Thank you, Father. We pray, Father, today we will speak to your people in this house. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Today I would like to talk about loving God by loving other people. I want to emphasize the attitude of giving, the attitude of getting involved, and blessing other people. We don't see God, but we see people. And other people don't see God either. How can we show love to God? We show love to God by showing love to other people. And other people will not see God until they see the love of God through us. People will see God when Christians begin to show love to them. That's why I say loving God by loving other people. Every day, we should look for opportunities to do good. Every day, we should find ways to look for people that we can bless. Every morning when we wake up, instead of thinking, how can I be blessed? We should be thinking, how can I make a big difference in other people's life? Every day, we should be thinking about blessing other people. A lot of time, we may think in a human way that I don't want to serve anybody. I don't want to be involved in anybody because I have a lot of problems of myself already. So don't bother me. Don't come close to me. But Jesus said that I don't come to be served, but I came to serve. If you want to be like Christ, you need to have an attitude of humility like Jesus Christ. Jesus was willing to humble himself to serve his disciples and other people. All of his life, since he turned 30 years old after he came out from being a carpenter, he was walking around serving people, lay hands on people, healing the sick, cast out demons, helping people until he went to be with the Father after resurrection. And Definitely, in order to help other people, sometimes we need to face inconvenience. Sometimes we have to get out of our own way, our own plan, in order to be a blessing to other people. Don't have this attitude. Don't bother me. I have my own problem. I cannot give you a ride because I myself already have a big problem of waking up early in the morning. I'm not going to give anybody a ride because I have my own problem. That is called selfishness and self-centeredness. And that's why people who have this attitude are not happy. They are ingrown. They are selfish. And they don't have a fulfilled life at all. Why don't they have the fulfilled life when they always think about themselves? Because God created us in His own image. And the, one of the images of God and the character of God is giving. So if we go against that nature, 
is to live for self, being ingrown. Only think about myself, me, and my four, and no more. Only me and myself. We will not be happy at all. In order to be happy, in order to be blessed, we need to live a life of giving and serving other people. The Bible says clearly that it is more blessed to give than to receive. In Mark chapter 9, verses 33 to 35, Then he came to Capernaum, and when he was in the house, he asked them, What was it you disputed among yourselves on the road? But they kept silent, for on the road they had disputed among themselves, who would be the greatest. And he sat down, called the twelve, and said to them, If anyone desires to be first, he shall be last of all and servant of all. At this time, the disciples were arguing on the road that who's going to be the most important person in the whole group? Who's going to be a big kahuna? Who's going to have the top position when Jesus became a king? And Jesus told them, I want to give you the key. If you want to be the greatest in the kingdom of God, you need to be servant of all. You need to have a serving attitude. In other words, we should have a lifestyle, an attitude of helping others if we can. We should take time to listen to our friend who get discouraged. We should find a way to help our colleagues who have been in trouble financially. Even though you may not be able to give money because you also have difficulty financially, but you can give a smile. You can give encouraging words. You can visit those people, help them, show love to them. The Bible says in 1 John chapter 3, verse 17, But whoever has this world's goods, mean money and property and resources, and see his brother in need, and shuts up his heart. Everyone say, shuts up the heart. From him, how does the love of God abide in him? The Bible says that we were created in the image of God, in His likeness. So we all have certain degree of compassion in our heart. Believe me, everyone has. We all have that heart because God is a God of compassion. So God created us to have compassion. And we have the compassion in here. And we have two choices. One is to open the heart and show love to people and compassion to people. Or two... We just shut it up and say that I'm too busy. I don't want to get involved. I don't want to take time to sow my blessing and my love to anybody. I don't want to find out that they are in trouble. Don't email me. Don't let me know because I may have to write a check and give to them. Don't tell me about another person's problem because I don't have time to go to visit him. I'm seeking my own success. I want to spend time in my job to get the race. I don't want to get involved with other people at all. And that is the formula of misery. If you want to live for yourself. A selfish life is always going to be a miserable life. And now I see why so many people in this society have to take Prozac, Amitriptyline, Nortriptyline. You may not know what all this medication is. Is antidepressant, trastodone. 
So many people in this society are depressed. The reason because they think only about themselves. And one of the best way that you can live a happy life is to go out and help other people. I want to encourage you. If you want to, if you face problem right now, instead of sitting at home crying and focus on your own problem, why don't you go out? And help other people who have problems. If you feel lonely right now, instead of waiting for somebody to call you at home and come to visit you, why don't you get out of your house and visit somebody and encourage somebody? I remember reading a book about a mother of a great preacher in America. Her name is Dodi Osteen. She was attacked by liver cancer, and the doctor told her that she will live not more than six months. Instead of sitting at home feeling sorry for herself, she still went to church. She still went to visit members, even though she was so tired and she was so weak. And she went to visit people and pray for people, and God healed her. And that was many twenty years ago. And she's still right now serving God in the church. Instead of focusing on her own problems, she went out to serve others. I'm talking about a lifestyle of giving, a lifestyle of serving, a lifestyle of getting involved, giving your time. Maybe some of you look around in the church and see some young believers that need discipleship. You may say, "Pastor, I want to volunteer to disciple that young believer." Maybe you see a youth, a, a young person in the youth group, and the youth group. Uh, it's full hand. No one can help anymore. There's so many kids now in the church. You say, "I volunteer to meet this kid or this young believer or this young uh, man or young woman once a month. Take him out for dinner, watch movie together, play tennis together, and teach the Bible. Do good deeds. We are not saved by good deeds, but we should do good deeds in order to show the love of God." You serve God by serving other people. You love God by loving other people. There are many different ways that you can serve. Maybe get involved in the children program. Maybe help in the sound board, in the worship team, help in the ushering team. Maybe go to your care group and help the owner of the house clean up after everyone. Has gone home already from the care group. You stay a little bit later and say, "I'm going to help you vacuuming the house. I don't want the owner of the house vacuuming the house every week." You may get involved in washing the dishes to help the owner who opened the house for the care group. Wherever there is need, meet the need. Maybe your son and daughter have a friend at school, and that friend come from the single mom or single parents family. The dad or the mom work day and night try to meet the need of his kids or her kids, and that kid is struggling in doing homework. You say, "I volunteer, come to your home on Saturday and teach your kid how to do the homework." Especially in our church, we have so many first generation citizen here like me, who speak with accent and don't understand American education system. I did not grow up in America, so it's hard for me to teach my kids. To do the homework in the American school system because I don't grow up here, but maybe because you grow up here, you say I want to help your kid. I'm not saying that you haven't come and help me. I'm just giving example that a lot of people 
in this church was born in another country, and you are American. You grew up here. You say, "I volunteer to help your kids to hit the ball at the ball field." Maybe I help your kids how to do the homework, and you get up every single day and try to figure out how I can be a blessing to other people, how I can go and help other people, and stop focusing on your own problem. Do you know that the closest thing in the heart of God is not just to come and raise hand and worship God and sing out loud before the Lord? The closest thing in the heart of God is not just to go to the prayer meeting on Saturday. Yes, all those things are good and we should do it. But the closest thing to the heart of God is that we help the needy, that we minister to the widows and help the fatherless. I look for people who are in need. Sometimes I kind of talk to God personally. I tell you the truth. Sometimes I talk to God. God, why don't you just send all the members who are rich, well-to-do, no problems, nothing, just come in and everything perfect, so I don't have to have headache. And God say, no way. I'm gonna send somebody to your church who lost job, who are sick, who are broken-hearted, so that. You and your church can practice the love of God to them. God put somebody to sit close to you right now that are in trouble financially, not by accident, but because God wants to test your heart whether you love Him enough to love other people. And you say, "I love God," and you say, "I serve God." Do you serve God by serving others? People around you have marriage problems. Some of them are hurting. Some of them are discouraged. Some of them are struggling with drug addictions. Are you going to be willing to be used by God to be His hands of love to touch them, to pull out the checkbook and write for them? Are you going to be the mouth of God to speak the love and the care and the concern to those people? Somebody around you needs to know that God cares, and I want to let you know, God cares through you. Sometimes we like to pray like this as a way of coping out. God, show miracle to that person. God, do something for that person. I know you're a good God. I heard God's voice come to my ear when I heard that prayer. God, gonna perform miracle through you, that you pull out the checkbook. And write it for that person. Don't push responsibility to God. You are the hands of God, the mouth of God, to show love to people around you that God put into your life. Amen. We need to stop being busy to the point that we forget about other people. Sometimes we are willing to be inconvenience, get out of our own way to do something for other people. This society is a society of reaching for success. Everyone get busy. Everyone want to make money. Everyone want to be go 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 go. And then what we do? We forget people around us that need our love. We really serve God when we serve other people. Matthew 25 verse 40, the Bible say, and the king will answer and say to them, "Actually, I say to you, in as much as you did it." To one of the least of these my brethren, you did it to me. 
when you give a little cup of water to somebody who is thirsty, you give it to Jesus. When you help somebody financially, you are doing it for Jesus Christ. You get involved. You watch the movie about the Good Samaritan already. This man, a Jewish man, was hurt, robbed, and attacked, and assaulted almost to death. He was lying on the ground there. Then a priest came by. This priest moved over to the other side and ignored that man. Why could Jesus say the priest? Because Jesus tried to tell us that in just going to church alone, worship God, and be a care group leader, pastor, worship leader, is not fulfilling your religious duty. Your Christian duty continue after we dismiss the meeting here. That you go to the workplace, you go to bus stop, you go to your school in your classroom. That's where you need to show your Christian duty by being involved with other people, helping people, serving other people, giving to other people. That is your Christian duty. The priest was too prideful. The priest has a selfish, self-centered attitude. He said, this guy doesn't come from my own clan. He is not in my same church. He is not in the same denomination. We don't believe in the same way. They don't believe in speaking in tongue. I believe in speaking in tongue. So I'm not going to be involved with him. Is that the attitude of religion and selfishness and pride? Be careful. Don't be like the priest in this story. How about the Levite? The Levite came by and scooted over the other side as well. But this man has another attitude. I'm too busy. I have a meeting to go. I'm in a hurry. I don't want to get involved with you. I have business to do. The Levite was too busy to help other people. But the Samaritan man came by. And he saw this man who has different racial background, different social background. He did not use all those things to qualify who he can help. Oh, the same skin color. Speaking the same language or not. Having the same educational background or not. Oh, even in the same church or not. Or same denomination or not. Or even the same faith. Oh, he is believing in another God. I'm not going to get involved. The Samaritan man, get involved. He was willing to get his hand dirty. He was willing to spend money and time. He banded that man, poured out the oil, and then took him to an inn and gave money to the innkeeper. Not only really that, if today we'll even leave credit card number and say, whatever you spend more, a few more days, charge on my name and I will pay for him. This man had the heart of compassion opened to show the love of God to this stranger. I believe that the Samaritan man must have lost some income here. He might have the plan to go to a big sale. Or maybe he has a good business deal to close that day. But he might have missed that business deal and he lost the income. Are we willing to lose something to help the needy? Are we willing to lose some personal benefit when we see people in need and we just step in to help that person. Is our heart open to let the compassion of God flow out of us? You know, 
Evangelism is not just about telling people about Jesus. Oh, Jesus loves you, but if you're gonna die, it's your problem. I walk away. If you evangelize that way, no one gonna believe in God. If you're gonna tell people about Jesus, you need to show how Jesus lived, so that they will believe in the Jesus you preach. We need to open our hands and help other people. Amen. When you serve. Others, you serve God as well. You do it unto the Lord. The book of Hebrews, chapter 10, verse 24, the Bible says that we need to stir up ourselves into love and good deeds all the time. I believe that we need to preach this sermon once a year to stir up everyone to do good deeds and help other people at least once a year. We need to hear this kind of message. Amen? Are you living your life to impact other people in a positive way? Are you living your life to make a big difference in other people's life? Are you helping other people or you live for yourself? I thank God that many brothers and sisters in this church are living their life to serve other people. And I want to encourage all the parents in this room, you train your children that way. If you want to give love offering to somebody, maybe you can write on the check, and hand it to your children and say, son or daughter, give that money to that person. I believe that your children will experience the greatest joy of giving. The greatest joy of giving to other people is greater than having a nice new sport car. You may go and buy a new sport car and you'll feel good for a while. But the Bible says that it is more blessed to give than to receive. Train your children to be giver, to serve other people. How many people want to be more like God? Raise your hand up. How many people want to be like Jesus? It's easy to say become more like Jesus. But if you want to be like Jesus, you need to be givers. Jesus is a giver. He gave his life. He gave everything. One of the characteristics of being Christ-likeness is being a giver. And then you shall experience the joy that money cannot buy. And some of you have been blessed by the Lord in a great way. Some of you may have millions of dollars in your bank. Or maybe your property. If you sell all the property, you can have $10 million. And I tell you, this is a fact of life. Even you eat every day three meals a day. Until you die, you don't spend it them all. If you are blessed like that, have a lot of money in your bank, in your saving, why don't you do something extraordinary? Maybe you see some widow in the church who struggle financially because he has to work and have to pay a lot of bills and work $8 an hour. You say, sister, you are a widow. Your husband left you or died or whatever. And you're so faithful in the church. Each year, I will pay for you three months of rent to relieve you so you can have some money left to take your kids for vacation. So quiet here. Or maybe you say, I see that single parent working low-paid job, but I have millions of dollars in my bank. I'm rich. God bless me. I'm going to take her to a car lot and buy a good, nice car for her. 
so she can have a better car to drive, not dying on the freeway. Amen. This is what the Bible talk about about serving other people. Don't live a selfish life. Everyone say, even I eat three meals a day. I cannot spend them all. It's true. In America, the word "poor" is different from other parts of the world. The word "poor" in America is rich in many parts of the world. We are not poor. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm talking about balance here. I'm not saying that you have to sell everything that you have and give to everybody. I'm talking about if you have five courts and somebody doesn't have a court, you share a court with that person. I'm talking about living your life of serving other people, and when you do that, don't need to tell anybody. Keep your mouth shut so that your rewards will be full in heaven. Look for opportunities to do good to people. Give people a ride. Amen. Too many people don't want to get involved. One time in a metropolitan area of America, a man came back home from work at night, almost midnight. While he was walking on the street, a group of robbers hit him and want to kill him. He shouted from the top of his lung, "Help me! Help me!" And many people from the high rises came out to the window and look. And saw the event of that man being attacked, and no one in those high rises called the police, called the ambulance. Everyone shut the window, and the man eventually died. This is a true story. And after the autopsy, they find out that if somebody just called the hospital or ambulance, that man would not have died. He bled to death. Later on, the news find out that at least 38 people saw the events, but no one in 38 people was willing to call anybody because they don't want to be interviewed by the police. They don't want to get their name involved in the court case. They say, "I don't want to get my hand dirty. I'm too busy with my job. I'm not going to help this man." And the man died. These people have their heart of compassion close. I don't want to help anybody. On the opposite, there is another story in the rural area of Alabama. An old African American lady was stuck, trapped in the heavy rainstorm. Her car was hit by something sharp, and one of the tires blew. So she could not change the tire. This is like 11:30 p.m. at night. She was stuck, waving for help. On the side of the road, one young man stopped the car, put her inside the car, and took a couple hours try to fix that tire for her, and eventually change the tire for her. After he finished helping her, she want to give him money. He said, "No, no, no! I don't want money from you." He kept insisting that I don't want money from you. She said, "Could you please give me your address?" So I can send at least a thank you note to you. A few weeks later, the door of his apartment was knocked, and when he opened the door, he f- saw a big screen, color TV as a gift. And then he saw a letter on the TV. When he opened the letter, this is what the letter say: 
Thank you so much for your kindness on the other night. Because of you, I was able to make it to my dying husband's bedside just before he passed away. Thank you for generously serving others. And it was signed, Mrs. Nat King Cole. When you try to help somebody, you may not know who you're helping. You may not even know what an impact you make to that person's life. Is your heart of compassion open? Are you willing to be inconvenienced? Are you willing to get out of your own regular activity and lose something to help somebody? Are you willing to buy some new clothes for somebody who don't have clothes to wear? When you do that, you do to the Lord. You remember Jesus say, when I am thirsty, you give me water to drink. When I am in jail, in prison, you came and visit me. And then you say, Lord Jesus, when did I do that? Jesus said, when you did it to the least of these people of mine, you do it to me. Remember this. Whenever you serve other people, give to other people, you are doing it unto the Lord. I want to conclude the sermon today. That... We should have this attitude of loving God by loving other people. Live a life of serving other people. Don't just think about your own problem. But there are four kinds of people in the world that God has a special request for all of us to pay attention to. The widows, the orphans, the fatherless, and the poor. Four groups of people that we need to pay attention to. Today, there are more kids who have no father figure at home than any other generation. The kids have no father figure. The father either died or left the the wife and walked away. We need to pay attention to those families. The widows who work so hard day and night to pay bill, come back home, clean and cook, get the kids to bed. Why don't you go to her home maybe once a while to clean her house for her. Maybe run the errand for her. Maybe babysit for her so that she can have a few hours of break and can be by herself instead of having to run and run and run and run all day long. This is a fact of life. All of us in this room have somebody like us around us. Somebody around you are the widows. Somebody around you are the fatherless or the poor, or the orphans. Why don't we become more sensitive to these people and show love to them in a tangible way? Amen? Show love to them. Take them out with you for dinner. Don't forget about them. Take these kids without the father with you. If you take your kids to watch movie or to... Vacation, maybe take them with you along. Love them. Care for them. Be a giver, not a taker. Look for other people's needs and meet their needs. I hope that you don't want to walk in a formula of misery. If you want to be blessed, bless other people. Amen? And I can guarantee by the scripture, when you begin to bless other people, God will bless you. When you begin to meet other people's needs, 
the Lord will meet your needs. When when you begin to take care of other people's business, the Lord will take care of your own business. The Lord will help you and show grace to you. So the sermon today is to encourage all of you to love God by loving other people. Put your effort, put your time, put your energy, your money to serve other people. Don't think about only yourself. Amen. Don't be ingrown. Take your mind out of yourself, but focus on helping other people from now on. It's not about me, 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 me. Luke chapter 12, talking about a rich man who want to build a big barn for himself. And he say, I and me and my and me and I and I in Luke chapter 12. And then Jesus said to this man, tonight your life will be taken away from you. We don't know how many more years we're going to live here. But as long as we live, we should live to serve the Lord by serving other people. And you shall have rewards in heaven. And you shall produce fruit that will remain forever. Amen? Let us become more sensitive to see other people's needs. Amen? Let's ask God, God, help me to be sensitive to people around me. I will not be sensitive to myself that, oh God, please help me, help me. No, you are sensitive to help other people. And then your needs will be met by the Lord. That's how we should live. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much, Lord, for this time that we can learn about loving you by loving other people. And Lord, thank you so much for teaching us that love is giving, is serving, is helping other people. Oh Lord, help this church to be the church of love, that we will love one another, love the orphans, the fatherless, the needy, the poor, the widows, Lord. Those who need discouragement, Lord, we will go and encourage them. Lord, help us. Remind us all day long not to be selfish and self-centered people, but help us to be loving, caring for other people, Father. We love you. We ask your Holy Spirit to help us to be able to live like Christ, the life of love and giving. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Anyone in this room are not sure yet that you are born again and you have the ticket to go to heaven? Anyone in this room are not sure yet that your sins are forgiven? I want to ask you to make a decision today to give your life to Jesus Christ. You can hear that the God that we worship here is a God of love and giving. It's wonderful, like Pastor Da say, to be a Christian. It's wonderful to be a Christian and have the Lord on the inside of us, moving in us and taking care of us, forgiving our sin. If you want God to be your God, I'd like to ask you to pray with me. The Bible says that Jesus is knocking at the door. If you hear His voice and open the door, He will come in and He will have fellowship with you. 
I'd like to encourage you to open the, the door of your heart. Maybe some of you already accepted Jesus many years ago, but your heart has grown cold. You have not walked with Jesus for a while. Jesus is so distant from you, and you say, "God, today I come back home. I want to walk with you. I want to have a personal relationship with you daily. I want to encourage you to to pray with me." How many people want to pray like that, Jesus? I want to give my life to you. Why don't you stand up and pray with me? Those who want to pray like that, follow my prayer. Close your eyes. Speak out loud to the Lord, Father in heaven. Thank you so much for showing your love to me first. You sent your Son Jesus Christ to die on the cross. For my sins, to set me free and give me life, give it more abundantly. Lord Jesus, today I repent of my sin, and from now on, I will follow you, walking in obedience to your word. Lord Jesus. My life is your home now. Come and live on the inside of me. Give me the power. Give me the grace. Give me the faith, the love to walk with you in this world. And Lord, thank you so much for forgiving me that I don't need to pay for the wages of my sin. And after I leave this planet, when I depart, I will live forever in the heavenly realm, in the paradise, with you for eternity. Thank you, Lord. From today on, I will love you by loving others. I will serve you by serving others. Make me that kind of person, Lord. A person who walks in love. In Jesus' mighty name, I come back home and have relationship with you. Amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Let's sing a song together. Stand up and we sing a song. You pick the song. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Yeah. It's gonna a new song to us. After this, I will pray for people who, if you want oh, to be I'll prayed for. Thank you, Lord Jesus. I serve you. Yes, Lord. I don't know if you have the wording for this song or not. It goes like this: Lord, I hear when you speak my name. Yes, it's clear. I'll never be the same again. I gave it all, all I am to you. So let your love, let your love shine through. And the chorus is: I serve you, I love you, I put no one above you. Okay. Amen. Try to get it. Lord, I hear when you speak my name. When you speak. 
speak my name. Yes, it's clear. Yes, it's clear. I'll never be the same again. I'll never be the same. I give it all. I give it all. All I am to you. All I am to you. So let your love. So let your love. Let your love shine through. Let your love shine to the chorus. Here we go. I love you. I love you. I serve you. I serve you. I'll put no one above you. I love you. I serve you. I'll put no one above. I love you. Lord, I love you. I serve you. I put no one above. I love you, Lord. I love you. I serve you. I put no one above. I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. I serve you. I put no one above you. I love you. I serve you. I put no one above you. Father, we will serve you all the days of our life, Lord. We want to, Lord, be like that Samaritan man. That we will show compassion to people, open the heart of compassion, Lord. Fill all of us, Lord, with Your Holy Spirit. That we will walk according to Your Word, walk by faith, and in the love of God, all the days of our life, Father. We thank You, Father. Thank You, Father. Bless everyone who come today, Lord. Bless them. Take them to the higher level. Take them to the higher. Level in their spiritual life, Lord. They shall be like the eagle Christian. They will not be like a turkey, but they will be like eagles, Lord. A fly very high in the sky, above the situation and circumstances of their life, Father. We bless them, Father. Bless them, bless them. In Jesus' mighty name. We trust that this message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.newhopeinternationalchurch.com. To them all gathered in your name, I live to you this new praise song. All the wrongs I have ever done Have been washed away By your only son Bring me your tired You said Bring me your weak Bring me your hungry masses We seek your glory 
Spirit, please descend on me. I long for your touch, your energy. I want to be reborn into loving arms. Lend your grace, please, Lord. Hear my song. Bring me your tired, you said. Your glory. 